0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Rich Equation. Today, I really want to talk about the importance of rigor. And I think that this concept of rigor is super important in all aspects of our life. It's a pillar. Routine is a pillar of The Rich Equation, lifestyle and mindset. Um, uh, Running a company of over 150 people around the world, uh, rigor has come into such an important factor of our success, our progress moving forward. So I really want to talk about rigor today. And the thing about rigor that, and I'll be really honest, I first hated rigor. And let me explain why. For me as an entrepreneur, I really value freedom. I really value flexibility. I like changing my mind. I like changing strategy or thinking. I like pattern interruption. And the concept of rigor was a huge mental block for me for a really, really long time. Per se, I didn't really like routine. I never really knew what routine was. I would say that my, probably my dad, my parents had great routine in their life. And for whatever reason, it just never imparted on me. So I always kind of felt like routine was stale and somehow didn't create the flexibility and creativity that I wanted in my life. And we can dig into why that is later. Right now, that's less relevant. After a season of my life, I really found routine to help me with uh, my mindset vibrating at a higher level more frequently. And all of that was based on rigor. So let's talk about rigor in our personal lives first. First. In the rich equation mindset, we talk a lot about routine, right? So for me, rigor applies in my personal life in the things that I like to do consistently to make me feel and operate and behave a certain way more consistently, right? So meditation, exercise, reading, journaling, eating well, knowing what not to consume. So not consuming too much alcohol, too much sugar, too much dietary types of things that make me feel like crap. And so the rigor, the consistency that I've built around some of those things in my life, allow me to operate at that level more frequently. And if I was just to do it whenever I felt like it, I'd have ebbs and flows of energy and power and clarity and, and resiliency in a way that with rigor, it just doesn't happen. So rigor allows me to have those things more consistently. I don't always want to have the rigor. I don't always want to get up and work out or meditate or go do the hard things, but the rigor allows me to have more consistent, more frequent results. Now, when we talk about it in business, this is something recently I applied in my business more um, consistently. So probably in the last 12 months, my crew have really drilled this into me that Ashish You need to start managing the company with more rigor. And I want to give you some instances in the way we're doing that and how it's providing a lot of value within our operation and the results that we're getting. So really fast, I think that some of the basic things we're doing is that we are having more frequent, rigorous meetings with certain groups. So we're not letting meeting schedules be whatever they want to be, whenever they want to be. So we have one-to-ones with our leadership team consistently, almost without fail on a weekly basis. We have a leadership team meeting where everyone is together at least once a week. We have monthly recurring strategic meetings where we talk about what's going on with the business, what's working, what's not working. We review financial performance on a monthly basis. Then we have quarterly board meetings or quarterly strategic meetings with our management team about, okay, what worked that quarter? How were our margins of that that month? Um, what are our strategic initiatives for the next month? How are we managing that? On the weekly calls, we review the strategic initiatives. so We're able to create traction. This is a EOS philosophy. And if you don't know what EOS is, you can shoot me a note, but we use EOS and it's fantastic. And there's some things I really like about it, but it helps you create that rigor of talking about the big rocks in your company that you can continuously move forward because it gets attention on a frequency that can create you know, results. We review KPIs on a weekly basis in that weekly meeting. So that that more consistent rigor, although in the beginning, I hated it, In the beginning, I felt like it was tedious. If it was recurring things, I didn't find the creativity in that. I didn't find the long-term value in it because it felt repetitive. What it did was it allowed me to create a thought structure. It allowed the team the structure that they wanted, needed, and, and desired. Of like, What are we doing? Where are we going? What am I working on? And are we getting the results we want? I think people, employees, teams need that structure and rigor. It created a level of consistency of the thinking and the initiatives that we're working on. And it wasn't the flavor of the week. And we started getting incredible results. And let's talk about time because one of the main reason why I didn't want to do it was because I, I thought that it was going to take me a lot more time. Actually, it takes a lot less time because all of the impromptu meetings I was having during during the week that I had because I didn't have rigor. All went away because the team and me were just prepared for our little one to ones or our weekly calls, and everything that we would need to talk about would be in those weekly calls. And the impromptu running by your office, let me catch up with you, let me talk about this or that, those slowly went away and allowed people to create better focus and better results. On the sales side, we manage a pretty large sales organization. And so What I've seen the benefits of our sales side as well is salespeople like like flexibility also. They like being on the road all the time, working on the street, being meeting customers, dealing with the rejection, focusing on win rates, transaction numbers, impressions. It's just a different mindset than internal operations. When we started implementing monthly recurring calls with our salespeople, results across the board went up. And let me tell you about this. And some of this sounds obvious, but there's, there's a huge opportunity for all companies of all sizes to create some of this rigor. So we had, let's say, uh, I remember the total numbers, but let's say it's like 25 salespeople. They're all on the call at the same time. And some of them are a, some of them are B, some of them are C's, right? This is not necessarily true for me, but I'm trying to point, paint an example is that when you get everybody on the same call, all talking about what happened during the month, what results they had, who they met with, what they're trying to achieve, where they see deals going, any kind of market conditions, et cetera, you start to create an equilibrium. Now that equilibrium can either be you know, high, medium, low, right? So whatever that equilibrium is, it gets set by the group. And what happens is, is that the people at the bottom start realizing, oh man, I want this group, this team to improve, so I better step up. I'm not performing at a level of my ace, right? So the equilibrium slowly, slowly, slowly improves the overall quality of the group because of the collaboration. And I'm talking about a nationwide sales team of people all across the country in different time zones, in different states. We're not talking about 25 people in one location. I'm talking about people all across the country doing their own independent thing. The rigor creates the equilibrium. Where now everyone is sharing ideas, collaborating, taking self-accountability, and ultimately trying to deliver the results that the company needs, not only for their own personal benefit, but for the collective benefit. And the energy on these calls is mind-blowing. And all by having a simple, recurring, uncancelable call that no matter what happens, that call is happening. And whether it's one sales leader or two sales leaders or three sales leaders. It doesn't matter who's driving the call, but the call is happening and everyone needs to show up. And even the attendance is 80% or more every single month. So that may not be specifically applicable to you and your business, but think about where you can apply rigor. Where do you not want to provide rigor? Because of whatever reason you're thinking, it's probably exactly where you should be applying rigor in your company. I I can tell you that that's true for me. Or I was experiencing uh, resistance within my teams of like, oh, sheesh, we're not going to do that. We're not going to provide, ri- we're not going to do rigorous meetings with that cadence. We don't find it valuable. The moment we started doing it, we started getting results. It takes time, six, nine, 12 months, which a lot of people are not willing to wait. But the chemistry, the collaboration, the results. It's ten x. And I think that not only doing that in good times, but learning how to do that in bad times uh, allows you to weather storms and and ride recessions and and good times and bad times together. So I really encourage you to think about this concept of rigor, not only in your personal life but in your business life, in all aspects of of what you do every single day. I guess another component really quick off the cuff is like how we manage our time. So, I say this a lot and that, you know, I really encourage people to use their calendar and use their calendar as a function and a utilization of their energy and where they spend their energy and being able to put things on your calendar, review it. Was that a good use of my time or not? Putting things on the calendar provides great rigor because you can't avoid it. It's not on your mind. It's not, you're not thinking, Hey, that meeting on Wednesdays is happening no matter what. And I have to plan my week, my trips, my vacations, whatever, around those Wednesday meetings or my Tuesday meetings or my Friday meetings or whatever those meetings are. And then I have free time. So I have to create rigor where I do nothing. So I meaning not do nothing, nothing, but do nothing where I have to create space to maybe do admin, be creative, have a conversation with somebody and see where it goes, brainstorm, take calls. There is do nothing time, which is meditation time or creative time or journaling time. There's rigor in exercise. So plan your workouts, put them on your calendar. There's rigor in when you should sleep, you know, wind down time or how much water you can consume or water you should consume, or maybe the medicines you should be taking or the vitamins you should be taking. So there are things that you can implement in your life across the board that help you create rigor and better results. And I'm not talking about all this to do more and be more. I think once you implement these processes and these strategies, you'll learn that everything will become more efficient, more natural, more effortless, and I think you'll get the joy, fulfillment, and freedom you're really looking for. So there it is. Ricker. If you enjoy this podcast or find it valuable in any way, you have a duty to share it with someone else who may need to hear this message or can get value from this content. And remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review so we can continue to bring massive value to you. And go to our website, therichequationpodcast.com to be added to our mailing list for special access and content. Thank you for listening to The Rich Equation Podcast with Ashish Nathu. Do you want more ideas on how to live rich? Go to rich for show notes and resources. Then take one minute to leave a sheesh, a five-star review on Apple podcasts, and we'll see you on the next episode.